up, mi gente? Welcome to Hello Latino. I am, man, just so excited to share this beautiful conversation with all of you. Today's guest is one of my favorite rappers from my hometown, San Diego, King Choosy or Choosy. And let me tell y'all real quick, moment of vulnerability. I tried so hard to keep my cool the whole time, but deep down, low-key, I was hella fangirling. <laughs> but for those who don't know, Choosy is an Afro-Chicano hip-hop artist whose debut album, Black Beans, represented his Afro-Chicano heritage and conveyed themes of ethnic identity, gentrification, and black and brown unity. In an interview with Remezcla, Choosy said he grew up in a household that was both black and Mexican, and he always felt like he belonged to both groups, which allowed him to not only see the divisions, but also witness the beauty of collaboration. King Choosy, it was an honor to share the space with you. I was like trying to keep it cool with you. I was like, oh yeah, like I, I'm not fangirling, like I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's all love, man. It's all good. It's good to connect. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you like responded to my to my DM. I was like, all right, I'm gonna just take this chance, DM him, and like let's see what happens. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, I, I get to him. Like it, it, you know, I, I try to peep everything. That's the one crazy thing about me is like I will go the extra mile to just like, you know, connect with the people for sure. Yeah, well, I'm glad I appreciate it. And I just got to gas you up real quick before we like start <laughs> okay. um, the, the show. But like your album is just so it's just so dope. Like Black Beans is probably one of my top, top albums. And I remember like one of my friends told me they're like, hey, do you know this San Diego rapper? And I was like san diego rapper i'm like no <laughs> huh. <laughs> and he like he sent me the album black beans and i started listening to it and i was like oh my god like this is so dope and just the fact that like you your music like you're talking about something like being black and mexicano and i was i've always been interested in like learning more about that i'm like i can't yeah. wait to like meet him one day and like talk about that like that's just such an interesting concept because yeah. i mean i grew up in southeast san diego and you know, black and brown people didn't always get along. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, so I'm like, I always, I've always been interested in learning more. So I'm excited to have this time with you. Like, I appreciate oh. it so much. So. Oh, dope, dope. Thank you so much <laughs> for the compliments, by the way. Um, no, I'm glad. I'm glad you it resonated with you and um, it brought us here. So. All right, let's start with the first question. How do you identify and why? I mean, I, I always identify as a, just a human first. I keep that uh guarded and protected before any label just for humility and just just a sense of self but to identify i do identify as afro chicano so um that's just like that is me through and through as much as being a human so afro chicano is how i identify yeah and i i want to jump into that because like i said like your album you talk about this especially in your black bean song which is my favorite <laughs> oh okay yeah, um, favorite, but though. you 
I have a favorite. I have a favorite. Um, but you talk about you talk about that a lot about like just growing up, like you say a mix of enchiladas and fried chicken, and like that's yeah. my favorite line. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you talk about that. I'm like, did you did you grow up like with your with those two cultures, like your Mexican culture and your Black American culture? Did you grow up with it like super close, super tight knit at home? And like, I'm just so curious, like how. How, yeah, how was your upbringing and how did those two cultures influence you and your identity and your music too? Uh, yeah, yeah. I grew up in a, a household with a, a black mother and a Mexican father, Mexican-American father, African-American mother. And I mean, it's as, as close as can be, you know, in my house, it was just uh, both worlds in the same place. And, you know, that's, I guess, the beauty of America is where those can exist and it's not leaning heavy on one side it, it can be both and you don't have to be mexican or be black or you know i didn't ever feel the pressure to be either or it was just like i got a whole adult mix like it felt like that from birth to to now it's just like I, it makes me more well-rounded and it also made me more open to other cultures because it's like i wasn't in this i didn't reach this threshold or this glass ceiling of like uh, my trajectory or like how how I should uh, perceive the world. It was kind of like if two can exist in one house, then I mean, I can I can I can check out any culture. I can peek into anything because, you know, it's just it's limitless in that sense. So uh, I was it was dope, man. It was just a well-rounded upbringing in, in, a, in a warm household <laughs> straight up. You grew up in, in San Diego or did you grow up in L.A.? Uh, I grew up born and raised in San Diego. Born and raised, where, what part in San Diego? South Bay. Uh, I was born born in National City. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> until I was like eleven, then uh, twelve, then I moved to Chula Vista. Uh, I, yeah, when I was eleven. So, so you know my, my okay, so San Diego through and through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I moved to LA um, for for uh, like four four plus years, five years or something like that. Uh, for a while. So a lot of people, you know, they get that confused. They're like, oh, are you from L.A.? Or I'm like, yo, but my, my pops is from L.A. So it's kind of like I got two homes. You know what I mean? Growing up in Chula Vista, National City, I didn't grow up in those areas. I grew up in like Encanto area. Oh, OK. Um, yeah, yeah. Same hood. Yeah, same hood. Same things that go down. Same hood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm, it's so funny because people are always like, I remember when I moved to, to San Jose for college and people were like, oh, you're from San Diego. Like, did you grow up surfing and go to the beach? And I was like, man, oh is that the perception people have goodness. of San Diego? Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. That's wild. I mean, I'm I like, get it too. Nope, it's I funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. It's so narrow-minded. I mean, it's weird though. Like, I wonder how people get there. Like, who's who set that tone? Like, we don't have like a huge surf movie to come out of San Diego that I know about, or you know what I mean? Like, how did that end up? Nah, being I don't know. I guess just the beaches are so dope. Or yeah, I, I mean, it's funny because I was just talking to my brothers about this, but we're like, we didn't really grow up even going to the beach. Like, we didn't know we like lived by the beach. Yeah, like a <laughs> while. Know, I I talked to a lot of people about that. That's like a running theme. I'm like, I got homies in the hood that have never been to the beach like they never left their block you know what i mean mm -hmm. like it's just crazy it's an inner city like you know 
you rarely go to the beach. If a lot of if you grew up in the inner cities, it's kind of it's strange. People it, don't even believe it. And I'm sure that was the same thing with you, like in San Jose, right? Yeah, yeah. It's funny because I'm like, I didn't even go to the beach until I was probably like in middle school. Exactly. It was like Fourth of July, and I was like, oh shit, like we yeah, were, like, yeah. You minutes the away beach from on this. Fourth of July, <laughs> Mission Beach, the boardwalk. A lot of people Mission just beach, hit the boardwalk. Yeah. <laughs> With the cleanest J's, don't even hit the sand, just like post, Man. post against the wall. <laughs> we crazy. were like, damn, like we live 20 minutes away from this. Like it's hella beautiful over here. Like we didn't even know. <laughs> no, nah, that's a that's a great point because it points to like, I mean, you know, give, give or take. I mean, everyone's situation is different, but I mean, it points to like people's just a, a, a headspace and their environment. It's like a lot of times you can be so in your bubble and be like you said 15 minutes away from the beach and have never touched the sand it's it's really wild and it's you got to wonder um you know it it, it, it cuz some people don't need to go to the beach but you got to wonder like if people explored their own surrounding a little more like what that could do to a mind state like i always think about that like you know like like quite often like even though i travel often i'm still like man there's still so much more to touch like and see and 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 just experience them. No, I I completely agree. I like the first time I traveled. The first time I went on a plane was when I was in in high school. It was like I was eighteen, and yeah. <laughs> I remember yeah. being on that plane. And I was like, "Holy shit!" Like people do this. Like they yeah. go on planes. They just like go somewhere else. And like I've been obsessed ever since. And like I love being on a plane now. I'm like I yeah. travel whenever I can. And it's right. just, it's a luxury, right? It's a luxury that I've like been able to, to have. And I'm just like, yeah. like, you know, if I, to your point, like if I would have stayed in my bubble, I would have never seen the beach. I would have never seen like yeah. a plane. I would have never seen the world. And so I'm like, we, and it's not even because like, you know, my family didn't want to is because we didn't have those, those luxuries of time. The means. Right? Yeah. The I mean, means, and yeah, right? that, very true. Very true. And, but I mean, even it, it, it's like, don't even sleep. Like, you know, that is a luxury to, to be able to hop on a plane. But like, I, I even say like, I preach like, don't sleep on your immediate surroundings, you know, like your own city, like your own state, like mm -hmm. California is so beautiful. You can go to places in California that look like you're on the other side of the world. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, and that uh, traveling in general is a luxury. But like, I mean, you don't have to go far to get these experiences. And that's and that's a, uh, the greatest part about, um, you know, your surroundings. And, and it, it's easy. I guess it's easy to say for California because there's so it, it's the climate. There's is, so much. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, hey, I just encourage people to step out, you know, whenever you can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, bringing it back to, sorry, we got on the tangent, but like going know, back we was to, about to, go. to you and your, I know. That coffee hit <laughs> and We can talk way. about this forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. But going back to you, cause you know, this whole thing's about you, but yeah. I, I'm curious, like you're, you said your dad's from LA, right? He's, that's yeah. your Mexican side. Yes. I'm curious because I always start these conversations with like, you know, like, let's take it back to your roots. Like, where do your parents come from? And like, what's their immigration story or what's their what's their story in general of how they landed here my dad's story is he was born in america um and so his and my grandfather was born in america as well my great-grandfather um came from puebla so in 19 it was 1902 he got here and so then had my grandfather then my grandfather had my pops and then here i am 
So that's that's my yeah, that's my dad's story. And uh they were musicians, they were always musicians. Um my great grandfather was a musician, so it's just kind of like been passed down. So that's interesting that you pointed that out because you know, your generations, you're Mexican American, right? Like your generations yeah. in. But uh-huh. I also think like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think like Mexican American is, is its own culture, like in and of oh, itself, yeah. like especially in SoCal. Like I talk oh, about man. this all the time. Like growing up in San Diego, like Mexican culture is heavy here. It, I'm like, I like go, heavy. I like drive down my street and I'm like, I see taco shops left and right. Like, oh, yo, <laughs> like Mexican heavy. culture is around. Yeah. So yeah. like <laughs> I had a running I, joke, like people got mad at it, like low key. But I was like tweeted like I was like. San Diego has better Mexican food than Mexico, but like people took it so personal, like, but it's just, it's the metaphor. It's not literally like, it's just like, yo, we so on it. Like, and, and it's very true. It's heavy out here. No, that's facts though. I, I grew up going to to TJ as I think most Latinos in in San Diego (laughs) do, but I remember going there because you would get like medicines and stuff but yeah. like we would go <laughs> we would go get like food yep. and i remember like even like thinking at one point i was like you know the taco shop by our house is like better than this <laughs> yeah right Some, something about it something about it i don't know it's, I, it's like it's still bomb and tj but like you it know, is it's, di- it's different it's different down there like I, I grew up going there too like since middle school i would go uh with, with the homie shout out the homie gabe um and I would just go like I'm talking about before partying days. Like I would just go like you know I'm like 12 years old and we would go skate mm-hmm. all over TJ like La Bandera and like around that area right there. And um, man, that that it just exposed me to a whole different world too. Just like hopping back and forth, you know what I'm saying? And and learn how to navigate at such a young age. Like in between, I'm like I'm like I'm basically in. I'm just this is an extension of Mexico. Like I saw I feel San Diego is just like a little extension. Oh, for sure. My family's like, this is little Mexico. Like, that's where we it live. Is. Bro, it is. And I was talking to my pops. He was telling me there was a time there was no borders. Like, he grew up with no, bo- there was no border. You just hop back and forth. There's no line. There's nothing. Oh, shit. Yeah, really? I was tripping. I was tripping off that. Yeah, because he lived in TJ for some time, too. Like, and he was just saying, no, there was no border. You just walk across. <laughs> he grew up in that's a time crazy. where that was a reality. <laughs> like, yeah. What? Yeah, you never. Yeah, it tripped me because he told me recently. I'm like, yo, that was a story you kind of could have hit me with like well a long time ago. You know, things come yeah. out, just like blew out. your mind. Yeah, like, but okay what? for for people listening who don't know about like the the Mexican culture in San Diego and how heavy it is, or just like Mexican American culture, yeah. like how would you describe it? How would you describe it to them? I mean, my my that's why I identify and I keep it specific. Like, you know, shout out to all my uh, Latinxes out there. But like, I personally identify with like the Chicano side of me. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, mm-hmm. yes, I'm. I can say, you know, I'm Latinx. But like, the Chicano part of me is is the fact that the spirit of being here in America, knowing your roots in Mexico. And what that does, you know what I'm saying? Like to a mentality, it's more of a mentality in a way of life for me. It's not like a, a label, you know what I mean? It's like my pops raised me in a, in a Chicano way because he's very Chicano, but he's not walking around like saying I'm Chicano. He's just that, you know what I'm saying? It's just like you grow up Mexican-American, you know your roots and you have morals and you identify with people with similar morals who are Mexican-American who, whose parents or ancestors were immigrants recently or whatever and you know that that struggle for them to get over here and provide a life for you and that creates this pride and this thing where you you 
things are 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 morals and and things that that are of value to you are are very specific and it's like you protect your neighborhood in a way and you you're prideful about things like you know and you, you don't tolerate too much of of you know injustice or anything that's wrong with society it's like it's a, it's a stake you're staking your claim in a way you know what i mean with that spirit mm-hmm. so that and that's that's um that resonates here in san diego you know is is very much um you know mexican american but uh, you know is very very prideful here um like you said like like what did your parents call it like little mexico right like little tj little mexico little mexico yeah, little so TJ. it's like <laughs> it's very heavy here i mean it's like it's just but you know I, I speak to the chicano side of me it's just like you know um when it comes to just the spirit and even it, obtaining knowledge and knowing where you came from and like you know but things that resonate with you like like from cesar chavez and and all the greats that like paved the way for you um just to be in America, it just, it, that's what resonates with me. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's here in San Diego. Um, it's here in uh, Southern California, Northern California too. Like, man, it's, it's, it's just here in America, period, really. Um, mm-hmm. But um, specifically San Diego, man, it's, it's heavy. It's, uh, it's more than a community. You know, I see it like, like, it's just like how you live your life. Like, I'm not Chicano, and, but, you know, Mexican-American, we we in touch with our roots. You drive through through any hood, you're going to see Mexican flags, you know what I mean? Like, waving. Mm-hmm. Like, it's <laughs> a video is like, in somebody's window. Like, it's just it's just here. It's like, it's just here. You know, it's undeniable. Yeah. And um, the closer you get to the water, those things start to disappear a little bit. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's very much here. That's such a good point, too. Like, the closer you get to the water, you're just like, oh, this is, like, different. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Every like, time I have to I have to drive to La Jolla like every now and then for for an appointment because that's the only location. And mm-hmm. every time I'm like driving out of well, I now live in La Mesa, but even like okay. driving out of these areas, I'm just like, it's just a different world over here. Like yeah. you see you see more hueritos. <laughs> yeah, no, again, you know it's true. It's it's real. It's like to simplify and to think about like proximity and just like regions is crazy to like the similarities, even in LA to SD, like the closer you get to the water, like, you know, it, things look a certain way. Things are a certain Mm -hmm. way and inner cities are inner cities for a reason. So like really thinking about the physical space and the place people are and like what that means, you know, like, like being close to water means resources to a lot of people, you know what I mean? And being further away, you know, you're further away from the yeah. resources. Like vegetation, water just translates to like, you know, greenery and 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 you know, everything, crops and all that. But either way, it's just interesting that point. And I don't want to yeah. go too far into that because I could get to <laughs> that could get really deep. But um, no, okay, I want to say one more thing about that though, because what was interesting to me is that I like started to see that here, right? In like San Diego or just California in general. But then I started, I went to Guatemala um to do like some trip, like volunteer trip type of thing. And I was staying with a community that was like, like, it's just like crazy poverty. Oh. And they were right by the beach. And I remember the little girl that was like attached to my hip because I was the only one that was fluent in like Spanish and English. Oh, wow. So I was talking to her and she was telling me, she was like, oh, you should go to the beach. And I was like, no, I don't have time. Yeah, like I can't go to the beach. And she was like, 
oh, she's like, I've never been to the beach either. And I was like, what? Like, don't you live wow. like a couple steps away? And yeah. she was like, no, but that's where the Waritos hang out. Wow. For her, the green that was the gringos then. And I was like, girl, this is your land. You're like Guatemalteca. Like, what you talking about? And yeah. I was like, this is like a thing everywhere. And I was like, wow. low-key kind of sad by it. I'm like, this yeah. is a reality everywhere. No, it really But is. it was just crazy because I was like, it just kind of opened my eyes to like, this is a worldwide thing. It's not just here in San Diego. It's not just that, here in California. Exactly. Like, exactly. And that's what traveling does. That's why I even say just for the simple fact, don't even go look for anything in specific. Just go travel and things will be revealed to you. Like the similar, like we're all, everything is the same. Like it, there's similarities mm-hmm. everywhere. And just like you saw that, there's things that are like, well, you know, it's it, some things are kind of stark. Um, but that reality is important, right? To understand like, okay, hey, it's it's like that over here. So my my line of communication with somebody over there, yeah, there's a couple barriers, but we're going through the same thing. We're experiencing the same thing. Mm-hmm. This might sound mm-hmm. or look a little different slightly. Man, we'd be going on tangents. I'm going to bring it back. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. That's, so that's we, a skill. We can talk that's for days, skill. though. I'm like. <laughs> nah, I will take you there. I will take you there. And, you know, that is a skill. Like the people that like, conduct podcasts i gotta give it to him because like if you deal with somebody like me like i'm a gemini like i'll go i will <laughs> oh go. oh my god you're a gemini yeah why what's, what's up why <laughs> he said what why? does that mean i'm a leo i'm oh, a leo so i think fine. we can both okay. do that like just like go on tangents and sometimes i do i mean like the whole point of my podcast and i'm sure my listeners hear this all the time but i'm like let the conversation go where it goes because there's important things everywhere you know like there's gems Very everywhere true. And so I'm like, you know, obviously bring it back to like about you. But if the tangent, if the conversation goes a different way, like there's still important things to cover there. And there's still things that the audience is going to be like, oh, shit, like they feel the same way or like they like think the same way. Like there's still power in that, too. For sure. No, but no, it's definitely a talent to reel it back, though. That's important for sure. (laughs) No, but I want. Okay, so I do want to bring it back because something I grew up with. You know, I grew up in Encanto, which is, you know, low income, low income housing. Shout out. <laughs> yeah. Growing up, same, yo. I did not really I grew speak. Up the same way. I mean, and this is why I'm so excited to talk to you because like you get it. <laughs> like it's yeah. just we have you know, maybe different generations, maybe different ages or what whatnot. But like, I think there's just a similar reality that like you understand. And it's it's really cool to talk to someone who knows that oh, life yeah. because they mm-hmm. lived it, too. But for me, like my reality was like, I didn't really see a lot of um, Latinos and, and African-Americans mix. You yeah. know, it was, it, it comes down to a lot of colorism that is like deeply rooted in, in Latinidad, which I think we're making a lot of like active efforts to break that those, those molds and break those cycles. But for me yeah. growing up, like I didn't really see that mix. So for you, like growing up both black and brown in one household, like, how was that for you growing up? Did you ever feel like you weren't accepted in either one? Did it take you a while to figure out, like, to embrace both sides? Did it, did it just come naturally? Like, nothing is is just right. Like, nothing is just the same, and things evolve and and whatnot. But luckily, my household was like full of love first, right? And um, anyone who meets my family and people know that we exude that. So. And, and and my my dad, my parents protect that. You know what I mean? They protect that. So anyone kind of like, let's say, you know, when you're a kid, you're not really deciding who you want to be around. You're just around who your parents bring you around. And that's it. Right. Or your friends, but your parents allow it or not. So it's not like you're just out just 
wandering and whatever, right? So let's say anyone that had an opportunity to make me feel a certain way really didn't because my parents were there <laughs> for for my right, upbringing, right? right? So <laughs> thankfully, so like it wasn't going. And if you met my pops, it's no joke. It's I mean, my mom, no joke. It's you not saying too much without you know a consequence. So um, mm-hmm. that that protection w- was always there, and people didn't play around my parents. Like you don't just say say anything crazy or whatever. Especially they're very protective of their kids of us. So I can start it there and say like you know my childhood and development was really protected because of my parents and also just my family in general, my extended family. It's like I had Mexican cousins, half black, half Mexican cousins from LA that would come down and we'd be like, oh, you black and Mexican too. Like, oh, this is just, you know, this is what happens. <laughs> like, okay. And y'all from Inglewood. So y'all like, it's just like, okay, hood to hood. Like just, this is just normal. Then, you know, you get older and I, in my apartment complex, I got Mexicans, blacks, Asians, uh, white people, very little, not too many. Um, all through it, mostly black and Mexican in my apartments, right? So mm-hmm. they're around, they're the homies. I see them at school. It's just whatever. And they look at me like, oh, you got a Mexican dad? Like, you like, it's, it wasn't really any, I didn't really feel like discriminated, like against, like, and it, it didn't feel like segregated in any way because of my immediate environment. So my home is blended. My apartment is blended. I get to school and it's all types of people. My, it, it's like we all, we all coexist, right? And like you said, mm-hmm. um, growing up in low income housing, like the important part about that is we all broke. Like we all broke. Like there's no like <laughs> yep. elite apartment in my apartment complex. Like there's not. That we no. all got. The, we, we all going through it. <laughs> we all. We, so you looking at you not better than me. I'm not better than you. We we look. Our skin tones are slightly different. You know what I mean? It's just like. Yeah, we just yeah. my I, I'm that's why I'm really thankful for that environment. So okay, so right, so then growing up, you know, we moved to Chula Vista, and 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 it it just kind of like okay, it's a same. I already my foundation is so solid that no matter what, you, I you can't break it. You can't tell me what I have been born into. Like you can't tell me otherwise. Like mm-hmm. I've been born into like a household that functions. That's that's just. It, it just we coexist uh, amongst different cultures in my apartments. Like you can't tell me any different. Like I've seen it happen. I I was born into this harmony, and so when when those things would come up, it would be very like whatever, like temporary. And it was kind of like I would laugh at it. Like if if it was anything that um anyone try to say, and especially it's funny because like let's say, I mean I look black to just like right away. You know what I mean? I look black and then mm-hmm. you look at my hair texture and you're like, okay, wait, he might, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of like <laughs> you have to analyze and see like what am I mixed with? Um, but let's say like if there was ever anyone who was of uh, a Mexican descent or whatever, um, uh, was just try to say anything racist, like I already speak your language and you're gonna feel real dumb. Like it, it, on a on just on a regular communication level, like I already know how you maneuver. I know how you talk. Like that's how we talk. That's how we maneuver. You're gonna feel dumb. It's gonna be a, an amount of time it takes for you to feel like really dumb. And it, it, and hopefully it's it's only a conversation, right? Hopefully it's not physical. So, like that's right, how right. my thing was like. And 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 so I didn't really even face much of that. But if I did, it wasn't even nothing that I can even think of right now. But, um. I was just tight with everybody from jump, like, cause I said, like, we speak the same language, like, we from, like, you know what I mean? Like, I instantly 
we're having a conversation about similar things and it's you're not going to feel like mm-hmm. oh he's from this perspective only it's just like a broad perspective and um it's on the individual to to accept it or not or to to reject it i should say um and and let whatever whatever's whatever uh discrimination or 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 racism has been passed down to you just trickle out into a conversation with me or a confrontation with me but I mean, I guess that was kind of a long-winded way to say, like, it never really, really affected me or presented um, itself to me just because I was in such a well-rounded environment to when I talked to anybody. It wasn't ever, like, rejection or anything. Like, it's just it's just here. And I'm sure if it happened, it definitely happened behind my back. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't anything that was, like, in my <laughs> face. Like, But, I mean, growing up, there would be yeah. rumbles. It was a funny thing. It would be, like, rumbles in middle school would be, like, Blacks versus Mexicans, they're going to fight. And then it would never really happen, but it kind of did, like, sometimes. And I'll just be, like, watching it, like, mm-hmm. bro, like, I'm tight with all y'all. Like, this is real dumb. Yeah. Like, this is real dumb <laughs> Well, right that's now. what I'm saying. Like, that's how I grew up, too. Like, going to a school that was, well, it's interesting because I went to, I don't know if you know, um, Carver Elementary or Carver K-8 when I went there. No, where but is it's that? it's in, like, Oak Park. Where? In Oak Park. In Oak Park. Oh, okay, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah I never by heard like Choyas. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, sure, I'm, I'm familiar, but I, I don't. I never heard of that area. I mean, I never heard of that school. Yeah, it's it's a super it's a super like low funded school. So oh, like, oh, wow. I, no one really has heard of it. But like, okay. I mean, I didn't even know it was a low funded school until I left, and I was like, oh shit! Like my my high school education because <laughs> I went. You're to, like, it gets better. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, I, it was just like a like an eye opener for me because I went to to Helix High School. So going to Not going you. to like a poorly funded school to like yeah. going to Helix, I was like, man, I felt so dumb. I remember my first year there at Helix, I was like, oh wow, because you were literally behind, like education wise. I was so behind, and I mean, just like that opened my eyes to education and just like the problems with it, right? But like, right. just yeah, it was just like an eye opener. I was like, what in the world? What is yeah. this? Because the school that I went to was. It was like 60, 65, like it was predominantly like Latino. Like there oh, was wow. there were little Hispanics running around everywhere, everywhere. Right. But like once it once it went into a K through eight, because like by the time I went to fifth grade, that's when they extended the school because something happened with another school down the street. I don't even remember what what the context was, but a school down the street closed down. And so everybody was moving to Carver Elementary. That's why they extended it to eighth grade, even though we did not have, now I know we did not have the resources or money or like the teachers didn't even have the bandwidth to teach middle school, but they, they extended it and they had all these kids come over and the school was predominantly black. And so that's where a lot of, that's where I started to see like, Mm. oh my God, there's a lot of feud between black and brown communities. Yeah. Because like I grew up, I grew up around Latinos. It it was just like, like party every single day, like with all the Latinos in the apartment complex with my tío and my tías. Like we were just, we just had a tight knit community. But being in, in middle school now, I was like, Oh my God, there was always, there was always fights. Like I'm a fight with this dude. I'm a fight with that dude. And like, yeah always and i was like what and like what is going on and it was like crazy because once you see your bubble kind of go into with another bubble like two bubbles are just like forming together and it was like like the school wasn't ready for it i don't think anybody was ready for it and no one knew how to react to it so you know that was just my reality so i'm like oh you talk about this in your music so i'm like how was your experience with this but i think that makes sense yeah yeah (laughs) no yes i'm thankful because my foundation was like 
the thing that propelled me through anything. Like I was able to navigate through anything. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't, but I could imagine had I grown up in just like one type of environment, I don't think I would have, I think I would have maybe faced problems later on. Like, let's say I grew up in a just like, let's say my dad wasn't around. Right. And it was just purely just like a black perspective that I'm getting by the time it comes to when, you know, I moved to Chula Vista or whatever, when I'm older um, to mix with whoever, it could have, it could, things could have been worse because I wouldn't have had that, like, mm-hmm. that mentality to just, like, okay. And that, it, a lot of people is fear based, you know what I mean? When they have conflicts. So, like, there could have yeah. been fear to even, like, mingle with another culture or, or, or whoever, you know what I mean? But I was, I was fearless in that sense. When I, when you scrape it down to what it is, it's like, I know fear or no hesitation it was just nothing no re- reservations like at all it was just like yo you're what's up like it was just like that as simple yeah. as i just said it like period so yeah i mean that's shout out to your parents too for just yeah. like creating that foundation and you know bringing that love and harmony into your home yeah because it does sound like you have you still have that i can hear it in your voice you just have this like peace about you yeah <laughs> and i'm just like damn like that that's you know credit to your parents and credit to you for like owning it and embracing it yeah no that's very true i'm curious how this how does this play like into your music because when i listen to your music it feels like i'm gonna be real with you it feels like my childhood like it feels like the music we'd grow up listening to how did you start writing or how did you start getting into music or was this always a part of you? I mean, again, I'm like not trying to quote all your music, but like you also talk about in your song, like your your dad, he played the oldies yeah, and your mom was like all about gospel, yeah. right? So I'm just like, I can totally hear those influences in his music. Yeah. But I don't want to guess. I want to kind of ask you how you got to that point. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, man, it's crazy because before... Uh, when I woke up this morning, I was actually thinking about um, how much music was just like really always in me and not like, OK, it was around me like my parents played it. But like I re- it just I started getting flashbacks because I was just thinking about my elementary school before this podcast. Like, oh, she probably wants to take it back. But I was like, I was asking myself that question, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Whatever, like not even really thinking about it, but kind of just like it popped in my head. Like I used to have full songs in my head all the time like without a walkman <laughs> or ipod or anything like like i, I can't i want to one day figure out how to explain it but like there was in as i'm playing whatever i'm playing there's a song like like if you can imagine a song full blast in your brain while you're playing football or while you're playing basketball like i did everything mentally to music like in whatever song was like in my head, it was not just like, oh, it's like in my head. It's kind of like keeps come, popping up here. And there. No, it was like on like full blast. I can't really explain it. I will try to figure it out one day. But like I remember and this is what popped into my head in specific. Like I would enjoy like I would walk home with the homies. Um, and that was cool. Like in elementary school, it was like third grade, fourth grade. But I remember like specifically around third grade, fourth grade enjoying walking home by myself and like just enjoying the music that was in my head and like singing it in my head do you know what i mean like whatever song was hot like i remember like fuji's like the the killing mm-hmm. uh, what is it killing me softly, killing me softly. that yeah. when that was like when that came out i remember 
enjoying walking home, like imagining that song as I'm walking, like I'm in the music video. It's a soundtrack to my walk home. So, oh, so you you like were literally not even listening to it. You were just like imagining it. Oh, in your yeah, head. I'm, I'm, yeah. This is full blast imagination. This is what I'm trying to say. Like, I'm just trying to figure That's out. Like, it, yeah. it's really hard to explain. <laughs> like, I would enjoy like ah, like thank thank God, like they like I skipped the homie so I can just walk home by myself and like enjoy like enjoy the music in my brain. Like, it's it's I I no I, I can't I, explain. No, it. I feel that. Yeah, you have a built-in so, in. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, and I and I do that to this day, and it's really, it's crazy. But um, I I didn't want to go too far on that, but like, so like, yeah, I grew up going to church. Um, with my 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 parents obviously would bring me to church, and it wasn't like I decided to go to church, but I thankfully was brought up in the church, and um mm-hmm. i would i can relate to you on that <laughs> yeah yeah you know and it, i mean i'm so grateful for just just that in general like man that is i, I, I can look at that, that foundation as, too oh my god like it just let's, let's say let's scrape it down to just what it the basically anything that can establish belief in anything i'm all for it i i, I just just to establish that belief but Anyway, growing up, I, I wasn't, you know, I was kind of like an active kid. Like I was, you know, wouldn't want to sit still, want to do stuff. But like at church, they would, they figure it out. If they sit me by the drummer, that I would calm down. So like <laughs> the, I, that was, I was just fixated on the drummer and fixated on just like anything musical, right? So that, like imagine I'm in the front row, like, or front pew, just drums blasting into my little baby eardrums you know what i mean like to think about what that <laughs> does to somebody i can't imagine yeah um but i know it sent shockwaves through everything i am today and um that i know that was early you know and just growing up hearing hearing that that side of things and then i'm you know at family parties and then we're hearing all the oldies that you can imagine and so before i even know what music is this is already in me but then like you come to know these songs and then you hear these songs being played in your apartments and you hear them coming out of, out of you know, cars and all that. And you, you just develop this love for it in a natural way. Um, and like like you said, like it's my mom and it's heavy on the gospel side and some R&Bs like Sade and um, or more like Anita Sade, Baker. Okay. Anita Baker, <laughs> Anita Baker, when she's she's playing and mopping, like I hear Anita Baker and I could just like just just smell the kitchen being clean you know what i mean like it's, yeah <laughs> uh, things like that and um and then on my you know my dad is just like war like that's all you, i can like eat like tower power like that's just like him like joe batan and rafi pagan it's like that's all you you know that's my pop so those two together it's like it just it just um made this what i am and made that sound that you're talking about you know what i mean like that black yeah. bean sound and yeah like you said, it sounds like childhood, and I, I don't stray too far away from it. I don't stray too far away from those like initial things, those um, instincts that were developed when I was just being introduced to music and figuring out what music was. And like I said, like that feeling, like of just like imagining that song that you love, and while you're walking or just doing anything. There's not, there wasn't, I don't know what a dull moment is really because it's always full of music, like in my brain. So, oh my God. I know, I know you understand this more than anybody, but like 
it's crazy how music can do that to you. I'm thinking of what you said about your mom. Like you can listen to Anita Baker and you can like imagine or just smell like the kitchen being clean. And like, there's so many, like music to me is also big. I grew up in church as well. And church, I think just adds to that love for music because it's, my favorite part of church was like the praise and worship. I'm like, yeah, yeah like let's oh like, God, let's do yes. this. <laughs> um, and then like, unfortunately I tune out sometimes with the preaching, but like, yeah. you know, the, right. the praise and worship was always the best and it's music has always been a big thing in my family. Like I was in a mariachi group and I, I wasn't even Mexican. Like that's yeah. how much we love music in our household. Yeah. But like, you know, to your, your album, I want to point this out to you because when my friend sent it to me, I was, getting ready for a road trip i was like oh like that's it's cool because i'm like about to go on this road trip from san jose to san diego yeah and so i remember putting on your album and like i don't even know like it was just it's the perfect album for a road trip or something i don't even know but like i remember putting it on and i was like wait this low-key reminds me of my childhood because my like our fun as kids when my brothers started to drive we would just go in the car and we would just drive and we would just listen to music like, oh, perfect. You know, and, and, and there were just so many of us. Like, everybody had different tastes in music. Like, my older sister, she loved like Zap and Roger. Like, that was yeah. her thing. And I remember yeah. we would go and like drive and she'd like blast it. She was uh, all about the oldies. That was your older sister? That was my older sister. Yeah. It was all about your <laughs> older sister putting you on the music, yo. That's everything. Dude. I mean, there were seven of us and I'm the youngest. So oh, wow. God mu- bless it, man. That's, that's their dope. music taste was just like everywhere like it was and i love it like that's why i love music so much because it like brings me back to those moments in my childhood where i would spend it with family yeah no so real trying to gas you up again but like your album like really brought me back to my childhood and like you know just drives make you think about all these things too yeah but i was listening to your album and i was just like so so into it and so engrossed in it and just thinking about like this reminds me of home. Like it reminds me of San Diego. It reminds me of family. That's so dope, man. Uh, thank you so much for, I mean, that's, uh, it's interesting uh, to when I hear that or anything similar, it's kind of crazy because that w- writing and recording is like, I was, it was just all replaying through my head, like the, the, the spirit and just, um, thoughts of my childhood obviously i uh, touch on certain certain things but like that i really channeled that but to hear it translate and reach you um and people like that feel the same way it's kind of crazy to think like how much unity is involved in that and how much like my experience could remind you of your experience like it's it's interesting it's like looking in a in, in a mirror of some sort like when we hear that music or when i make it and now you hear it it's kind of like wow it's, it's it's interesting to think that it brings out kind of similar um thoughts and feelings in different people that that don't mm-hmm. know each other it's really it's 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 kind of blowing my mind but um to hear that it's so consistent you know it's your pure talent like i think that one of the things that my dad always said growing up because he was a singer like his whole life oh and he would always always tell me he's like you know it's one thing to sing one thing to make music like anybody can really learn that skill anyone can master it but he's like the people who are who are good who you know people who are amazing who are like separate from the ones who just make music 
yeah. are the ones who can make you feel something, Man. right? The ones who can Man. like sing something and make you feel something, bring you back to a time. And he would, he's like so poetic that way. He always thinks about the feeling. So and real. that's why I love your album so much. Like I cannot mm. tell you enough, like this, Man. this whole moment that we're having, I'm just like living for it. Cause I'm like, this is really happening. <laughs> like I'm talking. Man, to thank you so much. Uh, and that's the, always the most important thing for me. And it's the feeling and, um, you know, I just get a lot of questions like, why aren't you doing this? Or this person wants to collab and why don't you do that? And I don't just do like random collabs and I don't just like try to do all the typical like things it, that, that was expected of an artist. Like, and a lot of times, you know, it is, um, it, I am limiting myself when it comes to certain things. Like, I don't know, things I could be getting paid for, things I could whatever do to get like exposure or whatever whatever like i just if it don't feel right and if it don't have anything to do with this feeling i'm talking about that we've been talking about but without trying to talk mm -hmm. about it that exact feeling I, I don't want much to do with it you know what i mean like i don't if it takes me too far from that if it doesn't feel right doesn't feel like um everything i put into my music i i want nothing to do with this so um like it, it, it's important like the, the feeling your dad was talking about like there's a lot of there's a lot of technical things you can do in music that are impressive or whatever that are wow factors mm -hmm. and but at the end of the day if it don't make you feel anything if you don't want to cry if you don't want to smile laugh replay it turn up louder and dance like what is it it's not art to me it's just a technicality that it, it can be appreciated you know that's there's there's areas for, to appreciate technicality that's just industries built off it but what we talking about is art and if art don't make you feel anything it's not art that's that's how i that's how i see it is pr to provoke any type of emotion art that's what it is and that's the definition i stick to you know like photos photography there's a lot of great photos out there but not every photo makes you feel something you know mm -hmm. it's just reality it's just it's sad to say there's a lot of you know what i mean there's a lot of photographers a lot of photos like they don't make you feel anything. It's just like, that's really clean or that's, you know, that looks really good. But mm -hmm. man, yeah. Art. I just end the podcast there. That was amazing. <laughs> man, I'm, I'm passionate oh, man. about that. Yo. I'm so passionate about that. No, I could tell. I mean, again, it, it, it resonates. It's, it's, I can feel that through your music. And I think for me, like people always talk about like, oh, music's dead. Like good music doesn't exist anymore. And I'm just like, people aren't looking hard enough because like music's out there. Like Man. you just got to like dig through, dig through the noise, dig through whatever is mainstream. Right. So true. But, but that's again, I just big, big shout out to you. And I, I always show people your album. I'm like, oh my God, I think about my best friend who's whose son is mixed. He, he's, he's black, Mexican, and Guamanian. Wow. And I'm just like, he needs to listen to this album. He needs that. <laughs> man, I'm, and I'm loving how the youth, the youth is embracing it like crazy. Cause man, I could only imagine how much they have to face like in these times, um, when mm -hmm. just polarizing politics are just like shoved down their throats and in their face. Like I can only imagine just d desperation for something other than some polarizing politics, really. Um, and so when I hear the youth embracing it and they, they say what it means and it's people like you that pass it on too to them, right? Like that, that get or with me on a peer level that can hand it down to them to be like, yo, you might not even be checking for this, but you might need this. And 
that's just I, I'm so appreciative of that. Let's quickly go into our cafecito and cheese and like I know we don't have as much time for it, but yeah, so quickly good. just want just want people to know what you're up to now. I you know I we've been talking about your album, like what what do you have going on music wise? Uh, what do you want people to know? How can people connect with you? All right, I'm gonna try to answer that in the best way. I don't want people to know too much about what I'm up to, um, but I'm creating. I'm in the I'm right now in the space where this mic sounds um, very lovely. Um, <laughs> creating, um, not in this very moment, but in this moment um, of amongst moments, um, creating something, something special, musically. Um, I got a, I got a lot of, uh, I, I got a lot of things I got my hands in, um, working with, uh, uh the people, curiosity right now, people, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> no, like, like I'm coming, I'm coming, yo, I'm bringing music. I'm doing some collaborations, like some, this, I did this really big one, like it's kind of next level, like some big collaborations, whatever, whatever. So like beyond me and, um, I'm doing I'm trying to just like outdo myself. And so that's all anybody really needs to know. Like on a musical level, on a um, composing level, production level, um, all my own production, like next, 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 next level. Um, expanding oh, on, on be all I, you. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Oh, shit. Um, that's the amazing. next, the, the next thing <laughs> someone's going to hear is, is going to be on me. So got a lot of, you know, good people I'm working with good, good, good team of folks I've brought together, man. And I talking to them daily and they, they doing an amazing job with not saying too much to anybody <laughs> uh, about certain things. But I mean, it's just only reason I'm saying that or not saying too much is just because I like protect it and I want it. Um, I don't want to let oh, yeah. things out too early because things are subject to change. And I just want to, you know, you know, um, build build and build and build and then um celebrate it later and be able to really celebrate it for the first time instead of like everybody knowing about it and letting all the steam out of the bag um so just yeah. that no, and i, I got you know what i mean it's just it's it's so everyone can appreciate it more and people don't think that it's for their um benefit but it really is like you would you would appreciate it when it's how it really should be not rushed or anything but so. in the meantime they can listen to your music that is out <laughs> yeah black beans streaming everywhere um there i got a project called left field it's on soundcloud only people want me to put it on dsps but it came out like 2014 it's a cool project just some like older songs check that out um and yeah i got like you know i do like graphic designer like do all my own merch and design so i got like design projects going on some collaborations with some cool companies dropping this year so yeah that's that's going down that's going down um i'm like there's so many things you're not telling us but like at the same time yeah, i can feel that just yeah. like I, I can feel that like okay like it's gonna be good like whatever it is yeah i don't want to say too much I, I just because you got passion though like that's that's what i'm saying like it's it's yeah. good because you got that passion where i'm like yeah like i just know it's gonna be good because you're doing it because you love it because yeah. it's art i hope it's so. like something you, I, you were born to do like yeah. for real so very true, very I'm, true. I'm waiting for it <laughs> let's hope it's good let's and how can people up. connect with you if they want to connect with you if they want to follow you if they want to get your merch or see your, oh. your art oh yeah just at, at king choosy everywhere king c-h-o-o-s-e-y not everywhere but just on twitter and instagram <laughs> and uh 
Um, my they can cop some merch. Uh, I got some some pieces up at kingchoosy.com and there'll be more soon. Yeah, a lot in store. Just be on the be on the look. Wait, question. How did so I don't even know your real name. What's your what's your real name? Josh. Joshua. Joshua. Josue. Josue. Me llamo Josue. Josue. How did you come up with choosy? Uh I didn't really come up with it. Um, I ended up just like just like sticking with it. I think it was just it chose about, you. It chose, it chose you. Hey, see, yeah, that's a bar right there. <laughs> no, it's just because I'm like really, really particular, and and like you know, on the surface, it might seem like I'm picky, but I, I just like what I like, and I know what I like. So I just say I'm like self-aware, <laughs> and um, in turn, it just became like, oh, you're just so choosy, whatever, whatever. And I think someone, I don't even know, was just like King Choosy or something, and I was just like, oh, I'm just sticking with Choosy. It's it's yeah. a rap. It's it a shows done you. Deal. We'll, we'll yeah, and, <laughs> it and shows I, you. <laughs> it chose me, and I, I like even like promoting it and like um, encouraging people to be choosy and selective about what they do and just not go for everything. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I like what you that. said. It's it, you're not picky. You're just self aware. You know what you like. Like exactly. Change the narrative. Flip exactly. It. Yeah, a lot of people want to give it a negative like connotation. Uh, it's, it's it's a great oh thing. Oh my god, I was just thinking about this concept. Like everything is always so negative. Like even like misery loves company. Like like what does what does positivity like? You know, like there's no saying for like the opposite. Right. <laughs> Do you right. know what I mean? Like it's just so I, I think of those random ass things where I'm like, people don't really have a lot of like positive things. Yeah, you can you can find positive in anything. Like you can really find a positive in anything, and I don't even believe really in good or bad. It's just like, what, depending on where you are uh, 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 on the subject, you know. Like I just don't believe there's good and bad. I just think things are, and then depend on your perspective, yep. it's good or bad. You decide. We humans. Literally, but. me. I'm like I like yo. I live in the gray area. Like I reside there. I don't like. I'm not good with like this is like this way and this is that way. I'm just like, yeah. well, what if? Like, <laughs> I could tell, I could tell and I love it. I love it because we, oh, really? we wouldn't be able to carry a conversation if it wasn't. I don't know. It's weird. It just kind of like, it, yeah. Last thing that we do on the show is a brindis with our cafecito. And what I like to do here is just kind of give you a chance to, to say what you want to cheers to and also manifest, like what do you want to manifest for, for our community? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, were you even drinking coffee this whole time? I'm going to be mad if you weren't because I didn't hear you sip once. I was. I was. I mean, I wasn't drinking it, but it's here. Okay. But I have okay. my, my cafecito here. <laughs> Fire. That's what's up. Now nah, I've been sipping too. I'm like trying to sip it away from the mic too and everything. So, um, okay. All right. Well, let's cheers. Uh, cheers to the, to the ever evolving, the unbreakable spirit of all Latinxes out there and uh, Afro-Chicano people of the world. Um, let's cheers to overcoming and overcoming in a in a strange, tricky, tricky uh, time, I would say year, but it's been it's, it's on year two of this situation. I don't want to give too much power to, but let's uh, cheers to that and cheers to reclaiming our power. Cheers to resilience. Um, cheers to diversity and uh, breaking social standards breaking barriers that we've been um, under for so long um, and cheers to to finding love cheers to finding happiness in any way that looks and salute mm, y salute cheers to that I can't see you but cheers mm. I'm like cheering cheers <laughs> <and food. laughs>
Okay. Girls drink this. I haven't been drinking it at all. I've been so into this conversation. You have no idea. Oh, okay, good. y'all enjoyed this conversation as much as i did and i encourage all of y'all to go download black beans right now put it on repeat listen to the words vibe roll down your windows turn up the music all of that stuff for more information on choosy check out his website kingchoosy.com and follow him on ig at kingchoosy and twitter at kingchoosy see y'all next week for more cafecito and chisme Connect with me on Instagram in the meantime at ojasmine with four A's, Twitter at odalisjasmine, and find me on LinkedIn. And check out my website, odalisjasmine.com. Con mucho amor, conmigo hondureña. Mi gente, what's up? This is Chris Gates. I had the pleasure of being Odalis' guest in the Cuba Through My Eyes episode of this amazing podcast. Today, I want to invite you to a free month's membership to my startup, Rise On. Founded by two first-gen Latinos, Rise On is like taking a Zumba class for your mental and emotional health. Our mission is to build humans from the inside out, and we help first-gen folks just like you to grow and to heal. So whether you're struggling with life's challenges or just thirsty for a community to help you grow, Rise On is for you. Every week, we create a space for mindful introspection in community. That's what you get when you mix mindfulness, journaling, coaching, and vulnerable conversations. It's a space to be seen authentically, to develop self-awareness and build inner skills alongside a group of inspiring peers. Our goal is to help you to tap into your own power consistently, to find perspective, clarity, and direction anytime you need it. Over the past two years, we've designed hundreds of experiences for our clients to do just this. These are entrepreneurs and young professionals who trace their roots to some 20 countries. Folks who, despite being brilliantly talented and looking like they got it all together from the outside, are working through some real life challenges. So join us. We'd like to invite every listener of this podcast to experience a Rise On membership for free for an entire month. That includes our weekly Rise On sessions, live and online, plus on-demand mindfulness content and daily community support. To activate your free month Rise On membership, visit www.riseon.life. That's R-I-S-O-N dot L-I-F-E. Riseon.life. Mi gente, let's rise on.